0: This is a Lip Media Podcast. Stop, collaborate, and stop listening to this podcast if you don't like swearing. Okay, bye.
1: I Fuck off and die, I hope you have a shit.
0: This is our final podcast for 2020. Merry Christmas.
2: Merry fuck off and die. Merry fuck off and die.
0: Not you, your exes. Happy
2: Hanukkah. Is that how you say it? Hanukkah? Or whatever non-denominational or other denominational holiday you celebrate at this time of year. Happy just having some time off work.
0: (laughs) Yeah, happy just being alive because I feel Mm. like... (laughs) Making it through the 2020. (laughs) Yeah, if you didn't achieve anything this year, uh, you did because you lived through it. You survived a pandemic. That's it. That's all. You don't need to write a book or do anything else. Just exist and eat. Shower sometimes. Sometimes, not even all the time. So we have a few things to say regarding uh, housekeeping. Oh, you're going to be straight to business. Well, I don't know what else to talk about. No need for banter, guys. Let's just do rules. Fuck banter. (laughs) These are the rules. We're having a podcast break after this for, I think, about a month. So we're back on Tuesday, the 19th of January. Oh, yeah. So if during this time you need some crass comfort, please go to the Instagram, go to the blog page. There's a shitload of of blogs that I've written to make
2: you feel better and superior to the rest of the
0: human race.
2: Yeah. Or you could re-listen to the podcast again from the start. Oh, yeah. If you just really like hearing our voices. (laughs) Yeah.
0: you could or you could call us and then just breathe heavily into the phone how would they do that you're going to give them your number i guess not are you sure cuz the window's open I now mean, if you i want to <laughs> i'll take all the friends i can get and i don't think i don't think our listeners would breathe heavily into what the phone what do you want this christmas they're not like me what do i want yeah i want sheets oh new bed sheets i want new bed sheets mm. um i also there's a few things so we released a gift guide yes we did Yeah, but it's mostly things I want because I wrote the gift guide. Turns out I want what you want. Hmm. So I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite thing
2: on the gift guide? The heart ring, the Millie Savage ring.
0: Oh, you mean this Millie Savage ring? Sarah
2: says as she holds up her hand wearing the ring. So I
0: decided to marry myself because I'm going to be there for myself forever. Uh, So I decided to buy a really awesome ring and I'm wearing it on my wedding finger. That's mainly because I slammed my other fingers in a door and now they look like sausages. (laughs) Nothing fits.
2: (laughs) So I love that.
0: But um, I also love the Lily Allen Womanizer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's different to the other Womanizer? It's a different color. Uh, So for anyone who doesn't know, that is a very special vibrator.
2: It's not really even a vibrator. It's like a, it kind of does little air pulses. It kind
0: of sucks your clit. And also it's in made in collaboration with Lily Allen. This colorway is, yeah. This one. The yeah. woman who coined one of my favorite phrases, fuck you, fuck you very, very much. <laughs> she is now ensuring, in fact, that we do fuck ourselves very, very much.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was very well done, Sarah. I wrote that down to say. Yes. <laughs> You delivered it as though it was um, <laughs> fresh. I wish I hadn't said that. Also, I have a womanizer. I
0: bought it after a group of my friends stared at me without blinking and um, told me I needed to get one for instant orgasms.
2: Why weren't they blinking? They were it, were like, they actually your friends talking to you? Or it was, was it just, just
0: th- photos of them that you were looking at. <laughs> I was talking to them on FaceTime and the screen froze. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it was a group of, it was, I, I'm pretty sure you were there. And then I went to the sex shop and bought it with the very measly amount of money I had left in my bank account.
2: Yeah, Um, because they're not cheap either.
0: They're not, but they're an investment in your pleasure.
2: Yeah, and I think it's really important to not think that your sex life has to be entirely dictated by another person. Whether you're partnered or not, it's nice to be able to have control of your pleasure. Yeah, you
0: can get off without anyone else. Yeah. And then when someone comes along, you can introduce the sex toys to that. Although I have found I've used the womanizer with someone before and it's not the best not sex the best toy to use with toy. a partner because I find, and this is um, this was a man, he wanted to like move it around and like be doing something. And I'm like, no, you keep it in one place and you just don't move and you just
2: sit there. <laughs> in fact, get your hands away from me. You can in watch. Fact, yeah. Go away.
0: <laughs> Should we get into it? Yeah. Okay. So this is, I think I've said this before, but it's our final podcast for the year. I am so proud of us for making it this far. And if you are here listening, I'm proud of you for making it this far. And if you are going through a breakup, I am so fucking, fucking sorry for what's happening to you right now. Are you starting again? No, I just wanted to. I just, we've already covered this I ground. just felt good about saying that. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. So this section I've called writing solo over Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever. So, have you ridden solo over the holidays before, Jade?
2: Yeah, I am right now.
0: I'm just trying to include you in the conversation.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it just goes without saying. I feel like I'm single so often that it's like, yeah, I've done all parts of the year single.
0: I feel like I've known you as a single person a lot, but I've also known you in a relationship a lot.
2: mm I'm nicer when I'm in a relationship. You actually I'm are. nicer to other people when I'm in a relationship.
0: You're the only person in my life who I'm like, God, I wish Jade would just get in a relationship. <laughs> uh, everyone Have else, you been single
2: over the holiday period?
0: Uh, the last two years I've happened to like find boyfriends and then the few years before that, no. I'm not sure if it – I'm trying to think if it upset me being single over the holidays – I think it can be difficult, like for me, but I also don't know if I really care. Okay. Yeah. Because that's the thing I, I thought about when I was writing this was, you know, I think if, and and we might talk about this later, but if you're going through a breakup before Christmas, that's really hard. But being single over Christmas, if I'm going through a phase where I'm thinking, oh, I really want to have a family, then that I can struggle with that. But that sort of just comes and goes every now and then.
2: Mm-hmm. I guess being now. around family
0: as well can like amplify that feeling. To be honest, over the holidays, I'm just trying to avoid my mother. And that's just what occupies. I think that's the what dominates my mind is trying to minimize contact <laughs> with her. Anyway, so I think one of the things that I have thought about that I do struggle with over Christmas is when you have people in your life asking you about your relationship status and your fertility. Wow. <laughs> Which happens through the whole year. But just for some reason, when everyone gets back together at Christmas, sometimes like Auntie Shaza will ask you why you're, you know, or when are you going to, you need to hurry up. Like I have a relative that asked me that as if I don't
2: fucking know that I'm 35. How that, old is this relative? She's in her 60s. Maybe you should ask her about her plans for when she's no longer able to live alone. Um, so like, has she thought about what nursing home she would like to be placed in? <laughs> Well, that is what I thought. It's like um, we all go through different life stages and auntie yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You might be looking at what you, your aged care plan. I, and I'm happy to help you out with that. Let's talk about that instead. I love that because that is so relevant
0: to this activity. And that is that when, you know, when someone says something to you and it blindsides you mm. and you don't have a response. Mm. I like to come up with stock standard responses for situations. Like, when a, like man, a script. when a man comments on my body, I say, I don't exist for you. Or I say, shut the fuck up. Mm. Something like that. So I have it in my head so that when I'm blindsided, I'm like, this is my spiel. Like my sister works at a bar and all these people, all these dudes comment on her tattoo and they say rude things. And I was telling you, like, come up with a stock standard response. So you don't even have to think. It just comes
2: out straight yeah. away. I wonder if that's what comedians do for hecklers. Oh, I think they do, yeah. Because I bet a lot of hecklers just say the same thing. So you could yeah. already have pre-planned what you would say if some dickhead says X or Y or whatever. Yeah, they totally do. Shut them down. So I have a few. I made up a few. <laughs> oh, can we just before we um, yeah. do go into that, I feel like it's just like I just want to preface it with like these people that are saying this stuff, they don't mean you harm They just are so completely out of touch with how harmful the comment can be. Yeah. And I guess you've kind of gotta figure out how much harm they intend before you figure out how harmful you want your response to be. Yeah, Um, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Or
0: you could just go Or you could just go go for it, which is probably So one of the things I actually say to people is when they're like, Oh, you know, you better hurry up and I and get a boyfriend, I'm like, I go, anyone can get a boyfriend, I just don't want to shit one. Yeah. And that works for me because it's true. You can go out and find a fucking boyfriend, but you want to find one that you like or partner or whoever. Yeah. The other one I wrote is get fucked. That's
1: and then, very
0: to the point. Yeah. And then this one is actually pretty inappropriate. This is about if they ask about your fertility, you can say, Uncle Clive, do you want to go make a baby?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's fucked. <laughs>
0: but also, I was thinking
2: about asking about fertility
0: is is the most horrible thing that you can do. It's and It's so
2: insensitive. And that's why, yeah. I mean, you know, what I said about, you know, talking about aged care and like deflecting it back at them, it's a really cruel way to deal with it. And yeah. I'm going to come clean. I actually have done that to one of my relatives in the past and it yeah. hurt them deeply. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's nice to know that you can do that, but maybe don't actually do it unless the person asking you is intending harm to you. Yeah. But sometimes that harm comes at you accidentally because they they are so unaware of your life that it doesn't occur to them that asking stupid questions is going to cause you hurt and harm.
0: And sometimes as well, even if you know, they're not trying to cause you harm, it can be so charged. Like if you're going through a phase where you are really struggling with being single and someone says that, like I could imagine myself just bursting into tears or something Oh yeah, because I, I am just in that state of really just dealing with stuff. But then if, you know, if I'm in a good place and I can see that everything more objectively, I can you know, respond to it with that.
2: With more kindness. With
0: more kindness. And and, And patience. um, And I don't think there's no right or wrong way wherever you're at. Uh, But definitely I have also mentioned, I said something to someone at basketball years ago. We were in our early 20s and I said, oh, clock's ticking as a joke. Because I I thought, well, no one's clock is ticking right now. But she had had fertility issues. And I found out later and I thought, oh my God, I am such a cunt. And now I, I learned my lesson.
2: I feel like it is a topic that you should just blacklist and never, ever ask people about or even joke about. Like it's like it's such a sensitive topic. Yeah. And and it's such a personal one. And there's so many reasons why people wouldn't want to share that information that it's better just to not ask. And if they want to share, if someone in your family wants to share that information with you, they will. They don't need to be asked. It's like if I come to Christmas and I want to discuss my singledom with one of my aunts or uncles, I will. But they don't need to ask me about it. That's so true and it is personal
0: and for some reason, I mean, despite the fact we have a blog and podcast about it, but we choose that, but going to a family dinner or things like that, like there are certain things you don't want to discuss with certain people and that is totally your right.
2: Yeah. And yeah, to be fair, um, I think for us specifically having a blog and a podcast about being single and going through breakups does open us up to those conversations maybe more than like it's, it's fairer game for people to ask us about that because we're making it kind of a public conversation. But I think that because we do it so much, I do have those, I have sort of
0: practiced. We've got, we've got scripts. To shut it down. If I don't want to talk about it, I will mm. shut it
2: down. But then sometimes I'm really open to talking about it. That's the other thing you can do is like, just straight up be honest and make it uncomfortable for the other person. Let them into your discomfort. If it's not uncomfortable for you to do that, because for <laughs> me, I'm fairly happy to share really personal information. Yeah. So if someone kind of said to me like, you know oh hey clock's ticking when are you gonna partner up and have some kids I feel like it wouldn't be it would be more uncomfortable for them than it would be for me if I said actually that's something that I'm really struggling with and I'm so glad you brought it up and let's talk about it in depth um and I think at that point it would become very (laughs) uncomfortable for them yeah um, And I think sometimes when we try and gloss over this stuff, it's for us and it's because we're not ready to talk about it. Yeah. But sometimes it's because we're trying to protect other people from the discomfort that the conversation is going to cause them. Yes. And they're the yes. ones that brought it up. And it's like, do you know what you're getting
0: into? Yeah, do you know what you just asked me? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's true. I think people don't realize the magnitude of the question, and it's because they're fucking stupid. I mean, it's also because they're just not thinking. Yeah. It's because
2: that's not what they're thinking about. So they don't realize that it's something that you're well and truly aware of. It's like, um, I know I lie about my age all the time, but I'm, I think I'm 37. And so I'm, I'm very aware of how old I am. Did Jay just announce her age? I honestly, this whole time I thought you were 21. I am, (laughs) but you know, I'm just rounding up for the benefit of our older listeners No, I actually am um, – so I – and, yeah, it's not like I forget – I I forget specifically how old I am, but I know I'm somewhere in that window of, like, 35 to 40. Yeah. So I do – like, I'm I'm well aware of what that means for fertility and I'm well aware of what that means for my future. Yeah. And I think about it a lot. You'd be
0: fucking stupid if you didn't. Do you know what I mean? It's just on your – it's something – on your mind if it's not at the forefront of your mind it's somewhere in your
2: mind yeah or maybe you're not thinking about it now because you've thought about it in the past and reconciled some kind of plan or decision or you know you know you already know where you're at with the whole thing but Mm. I think for anyone to walk up to a woman in that age bracket and think that they haven't ever thought about this and need to be told that they should think about it is just plain stupid yeah it's quite cruel and also apparently the whole ticking clock thing
0: was meant for men and women but then over time It just became related to women.
2: So men do have, you know, they do have fertility Um, issues too. I'm so glad you brought that up. And not just fertility, but the um, health of the offspring is Mm. impacted by the age of the dad as much as it is by the age of the mum. It's just that with the age of the mum, it's like the ability to conceive is more impacted or more obviously impacted. Yeah. Whereas with the dad, sometimes they can still... They um, can still
0: pop one out. So a part of me just wants everyone to
2: go out this Christmas
0: and ask men, that the, tell men that the clock is ticking. Tell them that the clock just, is ticking. Let's turn the tables and just for every man in his 30s that you know, just say to him gently, I, when are you going to procreate?
2: <laughs> oh, God. But please don't do it if they have a female partner and that partner's present because then the pressure immediately is going to fall on her.
0: Yeah, I probably think you shouldn't do it. But also, you can it.
2: tell these people to get fucked. and also, yeah, just tell I, everyone to get fucked. I, that's
0: my solution. Just wear a T-shirt that says, I'm single, get fucked. <laughs> I could get a boyfriend. I just don't want to shit one. Okay. Or well, I know how old I am. <laughs> I'm aware that I have ovaries and they may be depleting. <laughs> Where are my eggs? Okay, I've highlighted here. There is nothing wrong with you. There is something wrong with people obsessed with long-term relationships. Never said I was a good person for fuck's sake. Okay. Okay. That's that's me, me sort of <laughs> concluding. Oh, it's <and laughs> you just having a bit of a breakdown in the corner. <laughs> okay. And then I've got another um, aspect to this activity. I don't know if this no, there's a fucking activity. This is just a – I don't know what this is. Okay. So there's – I have a two-pronged approach to make you feel better about this stuff if you're struggling with being single over the holidays. Mm. Okay. One – is remember that most people in relationships aren't even that happy, especially the ones that are sharing the fuck out of social media. So if you are, I find that when I'm down, I scroll a bit and then you get more depressed. It's like a wonderful cycle. Uh, So I will refer to a 2014 study that found that the more a couple shares, the more insecure they are about their bond. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing I want to mention is that If you're a heterosexual single woman with no kids, then studies show that you're the happiest demographic of all. You'll also live longer. Yes. So if you are sitting there at Christmas and you don't have kids and you're single and you're a woman and you're unlucky enough to be heterosexual, which I'm convinced is sort of like a mental illness being attracted to men, (laughs) then just know that you're actually It's a fucking form of self (laughs) harm. You're actually better than everyone there because you're Mm. technically happier. So no, no matter how miserable you are, just know everyone else is more miserable.
2: Um, yeah. And you will um, live longer. So um, another one of those studies did show that men live longer if they're in a relationship. Women live longer if they're single.
0: Yeah. So if you're a man, get married. If you're a woman, don't Stay get away. married. That's that's the go. And then my final piece of advice is just to fucking eat everything and get drunk. Okay. I've got the notes, so you don't need to write them down. Oh, great, because usually
2: when you give me notes, they're incomplete, so...
0: Oh, wow, okay. Maybe you'd be nicer (laughs) if you had a boyfriend. I would, that's true. Shit. All right, that's me done.
1: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Okay, so
2: let's do the listener question.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
2: Are we still going to be friends after this? Look, Christmas is a stressful time for everyone. I still love you. Thanks. Sorry, I made you uncomfortable by showing emotion. Yeah. What, what's the <laughs> listener question? It's like I can talk about sex toys, but as soon as you, like, show any kind of real emotion towards me, I'm out.
0: <laughs> I'm like that. I can do emotion with friends, but with men, I struggle. Mm. Yeah. That's another podcast.
2: Um, yeah, let's, let's do that one one day. Okay, so listen a question. I just got dumped two weeks before Christmas and now I'm dreading being asked about my boyfriend at all of the Christmas parties. How do I navigate this shitstorm? Oh, this is a very good question. Yeah. So being single at this time of year sucks. Well, can suck. I mean, you, you will live longer. But, <laughs> but being broken up with at this time of year means you're dealing with the singledom stuff on top of the emotional pain of the breakup which is very yeah. immediate
0: and then there's the whole thing of over the holidays you, like there's this cultural thing where you're meant to be happy yeah but that will make you feel even worse because there's this big divide between how you think you should feel and what you're actually feeling and you're trying to sometimes try to hide it so that other people don't get brought down by you
2: and the thing about grief which is what a breakup does force you into like that's one of the emotions you have to process is that you have to process it our in, in order to move past it if you suppress it, you don't you don't get better from it. Like or it I, takes longer or Yeah. Um so if you're feeling this pressure to kind of put on a happy face, it can actually mean that this pain's gonna hang around for longer for you.
0: I feel very annoyed at my body that it requires me to feel things to process things.
2: Yeah. Bodies
0: do disappoint us often. Whoever invented us sucks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Throw it in the bin, start again. <laughs> I want a new one. Um, yeah, do you have any immediate advice that comes to mind?
0: Oh, one practical thing could be if you really don't want to deal with talking about what happened or that he's not or she or them isn't there, you could get someone to just mention it to everyone. Yeah. In your family, like, like you someone in advance and just be like, hey, uh, you know, Sarah's going through has gone through a breakup just giving you the heads up um don't bring it up don't be a dick yeah don't ask about her fertility yeah <laughs> <laughs> save that for easter yeah. that's when all the eggs are on people's minds
2: <laughs> oh my god stop it um yeah that's a really good one actually that's just very practical though yep i love practical advice um i actually went through this this time last year i got yeah. broken up with last year um on the 23rd of december that so is two days before christmas so fucked yeah it was pretty rough it was on the day that we were supposed to go to stay with my parents for christmas um mm-hmm. and it was like instead of like yep i'm gonna be over in half an hour it was actually i'm not coming and we're breaking up oh um so yeah that was that was a rough one and how did you get through that Well, I'm actually quite close with my family. So for me, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because this guy left me at a time where I was going to be surrounded by people who love me. So it was kind of the best possible time. Like it sounds like really fucked to go through Mm. a breakup at that time. But for me, it was the best possible time he could have done it because I just left everything about reality behind and went and spent a lovely couple of days with my family. Yeah. Um and I went and stayed with my parents, and so did my siblings. They all came down and you know ate a lot of delicious food and um you know we my folks live in the country, so yeah, just looked at horses and dogs and rolling lawns so, yeah, I actually had a great time of that breakup it was it actually softened it for me, yeah, but I think that that's an exception, not. Yeah. What normally people would experience in that case.
0: But that's a good idea. Like you lent into the people that were loving to you. Yeah, And I guess if you were at a big family Christmas and you had to show up, you could really just fucking ignore the people that you're not into and just really tell the people that you connect with what's going on for you and just say, hey, I might need a little bit of extra love right now. And that might be hard to say, but I reckon they would step up for you. Mm. And also if you don't want to go – then just like don't go. You don't have to go to Christmas.
2: You're doing such a good job, Sarah. I made notes about like things I wanted to cover, and you've actually already done two out of my. Five. Oh no, no, you no. should list yours. No, this is great. This I'm is... I'm really <laughs> impressed with like our, our. We're on the same wavelength. This is probably why we do a podcast together. Well, what else do you have on the list? Um. Oh, so one of the ones I actually have on here is that you're allowed to lie if you want to. If you just want to park it and not deal with it with your friends, family, etc. Right yeah. now, just lie. Just be yeah. like, our uh, um, partner went to their family's Christmas um, or they're not available today because they're to work or whatever and then deal with it after Christmas. Just say he died. I mean, I feel like there's going to be follow-up questions to that one. But
0: really because he's dead to you anyway. So just say he <laughs> died. It's a very emotional
2: issue for you and you don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Sarah knows how to bring the drama to the party. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Another one um, which could be trickier on Christmas Day, but just in like the weeks leading up, which is where we are now, is um, that you could see if a friend can come with you to these events and kind of cushion you a bit. That's Um, such a good idea. And maybe pre-chat with them about how you want that conversation managed so that they can Mm. be a bit of a social buffer for you.
0: I think having a game plan is important. So if you are going to a big family thing and you know that's going to be hard – then get in and get out and have something set up for the evening with a maid or something like if you can just find someone to be there for you and
2: support you afterwards. And also,
0: like you said, right up
2: top, you don't have to go to everything. Yeah. Just because you're invited doesn't mean you have to go. Um, And if you do go, you don't have to stay that long. And if your family
0: don't understand, they're dickheads.
2: Yeah. Or just I have a friend who does not understand breakups at all because it's just been so long since she's Mm. been through one. She just doesn't know. And so I think you can also, like, you know, the most generous version of your emotional response to that can just be like, well, lucky for them that they have never had to go through this or haven't been through it for so long that they actually have no idea what it feels like. Mm. Um, but for those of us that are in the arena, living in the real world, fighting these fights. Fighting the good fight. Fighting yeah. the good fight. Looking for <laughs> f- looking for a good boyfriend slash partner. Um yeah, it can be. It's it's hard to be navigating this part of life. Uh, I think you're right. I think the main thing is,
0: no matter what, this is just fucking hard. Yeah, and we we are. I want to say we're here for you. We kind of are in like a very virtual way, but like it's just hard, and we get it. And even though this may not, uh, it may not feel that way, it's going to get better. But you're in the thick of it right now, mm. and it's fucked.
2: Um, I also want to give you a couple of um, helplines. Twenty four hours, seven days a week, um, Lifeline is available. Um, they are one three one 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 four, um, and also twenty four seven Beyond Blues Helpline, which is one three hundred double two four six three six.
0: Yeah, and honestly, Lifeline, I call them quite a lot when I'm in grief
2: or struggling, and they are really great. Yeah. And Beyond Blue are really good for connecting you to other resources. Um, so if you feel mm. like you're going to need counselling or you're going to need um, some kind of additional ongoing support, Beyond Blue are very good at connecting you to the right resources.
0: Yeah. And if you're if you're sitting there thinking, oh, my problems aren't big enough to call them, shut the fuck up and call them. Yes. Yeah. They always are. Oh, The other thing I wanted to mention was um, <laughs> Facebook statistics show the holiday season is when the greatest amount of breakups happen. Specifically, December 11. So you're literally not alone right now.
2: Everyone else is breaking up too. Wow. (laughs) That is actually helpful to know because that means that the market's flooded with singles. Go to these parties on your own and meet new people. (laughs) Woof, 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 woof. Take
0: advantage of grieving people who have just freshly been broken up with. That's how I get all my boyfriends.
2: Um, I've got preamble to my quote. I want to tell you a story and it's a Buddhist story Cool. and I'm going to just tell it as succinctly as I can. Basically there's a farmer and he has a horse that he uses for his farming, but the horse runs away. And then everyone in the village is like, Oh no, this is such terrible luck. And the farmer goes, we'll see. Then the next day he goes out and like comes across all these wild horses that he catches and brings back to his farm. And now he's got three horses and the whole village is like, oh, my God, that's amazing. You're so lucky. And the Mm -hmm. farmer goes, we'll see. Next day, the son tries to um, like ride one of the horses, falls off, breaks his leg. And like he was, you know, instrumental to the farm. He was a big deal at the farm. He was a big deal at the farm. He was a baker. And <laughs> and now he's probably a prince in disguise. Okay. And now he's broken his leg and he can't help on the farm and he's going to be out of action for ages. And the whole village is like, oh, no, this is terrible. And the farmer says, we'll see. Then the next day there's a military recruitment conscription thing and every family who has a son who can join the army, their son is recruited to go to war. But the son can't go because he's got a broken leg. Mm. And so the whole village is like, yay, this is great news. And the farmer says, we'll see. So what that that proverb or story means is that sometimes things that seem bad can actually be good. Yeah. And you never really know whether something that happens to you is good or bad in the moment. But in time, you'll see. Oh,
0: my gosh, that's so true.
2: And so that brings me to my quote. Which is from the Dalai Lama. Oh, my God. um, Which says, is now a good time to mention that my family's Buddhist? (laughs) So for some context. There's never been a better time, Jade. Remember that sometimes not getting what you want is a wonderful stroke of luck.
0: Oh, I love that.
2: Because when I look back at all my big breakups,
0: even though I was so devastated at the time, life became better as a direct result yeah
2: after the initial grief obviously well you don't break up with someone if they make your life better and perfect yeah like breakups happen because the relationship has holes in it
0: exactly it's called a breakup because it's broken exactly exactly oh my god exactly oh my god you're oh my god right. okay so mine is by dan savage i and love dan savage you should all listen to his podcast savage love it's way better than ours. Uh, (laughs) his quote is a relationship doesn't have to end up in a funeral home or maternity ward for it to have been worth your time oh that's a good one yeah so happy fucking christmas everyone you're all bye that was creepy was that you farting fuck off i didn't fart (laughs)
2: This podcast was recorded on Wajak Noongar country in Perth, Western Australia. Our theme song was written by Naomi Robinson and Josiah Padmanabal. For more of our blogs or to check out our awesome shop, head to www.vodbook.com.